and we are live. Hi guys, welcome to the episode of the Nigerian Sports Time Podcast. I'm your host David, and today's episode is um it's going to be very interesting. Um, I <laughs> for different reasons, I'm gonna be ranting. But when I mean ranting, doesn't mean I'm gonna start cussing and shouting. I mean be like because I'm I'm a lot more measured in the way. Actually, approached a lot, approached a lot of football conversations now, and also my expectations are a lot better managed. There are things that I just seem to expect, so they don't really bother me. <laughs> it's like that. So Spurs lost um, their first game at home all season, which was coming anyways, and then um, lost their home game yes, and then they the other losses or rather other points were dropped. Um, Chelsea and Man United dropping points, Arsenal dropping points. Man City were the only ones who actually ended up winning, but uh, you'd ex- Liverpool lost their game against them. Nothing at first. Now you'd expect that maybe Spurs would, would um, now everybody has dropped points. Time for you to take advantage, and then you couldn't. You just fell, fall on your face flat. But it is, it's just, it's just the Spurs that would really do things. I just don't understand why. Anyway, so today I will talk about that, and then when, when I'm coming to Spurs segment, I would just give my thoughts in general. Um, I'm losing a lot of conversations from fans about Conte's um, future. And then um, I will talk about that. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. And we start at um, we start at Nottingham Forest um, putting putting it up on one year. Now it's um, Tyrone Tyrone is scoring. This is the thing. Right? Tyrone Winnie has quite a very good goal scoring record. For 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 some odd reason, he doesn't really start a lot of games from the number. So yeah, that's his th- that was his third league goal all season. I think his five starts for Nottingham Forest. Now, even though the goals are very, although the three goals are very um, unorthodox, if you get what I mean. Okay, except maybe this last one. It was the first shot was saved and he tapped on empty net against Allison. But there was one where it was, I think, it was against West Ham where it came off his leg. I don't think he was even aware when it came off his leg. But it's still a goal all the same. So he has scored three league goals um, so far for for um, for Nottingham Forest. But he doesn't really start a lot. I don't know why. Hopefully, he starts more from, for them as time goes on. But we'll see though. The next game was Everton against Crystal Palace, and Crystal Palace um, they held three, which is um, quite amazing to see that um, um, it will be again it will be Ramutanda. <laughs> it's, it's very beautiful to see. Could it be that he was always a midfielder, and you know a lot of football fans just never really peeped that people just looked at him as a winger rather than actually a midfielder that he actually is. And we'll see. Everton win their game three 0 Man City versus Brighton and Haaland just can't stop scoring. 17 league goals in 11 matches. 17 league goals in October. It's it's unheard of. It's wild. I mean, it's it's mad that somebody has 17 league goals in October. It's it's not something that you really look at and say, okay, we should expect this to happen. I mean, this guy has already beaten Kane's goal scoring record from last season already, right? Not only has he done that, I mean. I don't know how to explain it. And the funny thing, what makes Haaland scary even more is it he's not going to the World Cup, right? So the entirety of December, he's going to spend it working on himself, making sure he's ready and prepared to go to go again. And this is what makes it really scary. It means the Golden Boot at this rate, if you scored 17 right now, what is who's are you gonna tell me now that this guy's not gonna score 36 by the end of the season? What makes you think he's not gonna score 36 league goals? He's not going to shatter the current record, which is 32 goals. Um, Alan Shearer in a ter- that is in a 32-38 game season because before I think it was it was um, it was more than that before in a 38 game season how are you sure he's not going to do that in a 20 league team 20 league season because it was 24 before 24 league team season I think it was um, 
and the cold and interior they scored 34 before I mean, this guy is going to score 30, like he's going to score 36, the way he's going. I and mean, the chances that have been created for him, it's really, it's amazing. Man's the winning one. So this is Brighton. Brighton, their, first, their manager is still looking for his first win, which is um, which is unusual. And it's, again, it's the, the XG Kings, like I, like I always like to call them. <laughs> Shows Manchester United, Chelsea drawing this game 1-1. Man United scoring a late, a late um, equalizer, Casemiro. Man United, Chelsea will score first, Casemiro equalized last minute, yeah. And Wolves versus Leicester City. Now, Leicester put Wolves to the sword. I mean, it was four goals, four shots, four on target, four goals. They were so clinical. And the XG doesn't match up. And Wolves have a very big problem, right? You won't worry about. They have scored just four league goals or five league goals all season. Their top goal scorer is Podence. I mean, design Costa. I know maybe I think Costa is finished, but it's amazing that um, they, they are in this current situation they are, um, they are in, right? You would hope that their recruitment was really better, but I don't know why. I mean, if you're not scoring league goals, if you're not scoring goals, it's because goals win you matches, right? If you're not scoring goals, how are you going to win matches? If you're not scoring goals, how are you going to hit the targets of the season? You expect Wolves to be a settled mid-table side by now, at least. Looking at the finishes they've achieved since they've been in the league, on average, on average, if you check on average, the positions they finish, I think you probably be around eight, nine. That's on average. If they finish seven, seven, then I think they finished in the bottom of last season. Also, if I'm not mistaken. But basically, Wolves are in that situation, position where they are ensuring that they finish. They, they, they so before this season, they've been in that position where they've been finishing well. But now, so far this season, it hasn't really looked like that. You know, as it stands, they are struggling. If you're struggling to score goals, I mean, if other teams around you are scoring, you're not scoring. It's something to worry about. Yeah. Then um, the next game was somebody else was Brentford. Now Steven Gerrard got sacked in the midweek. Midweek, um, I think after the game again, after their midweek game, he got sacked, which was interesting because Villa came in, came back to this game and scored four. I mean, if you, <laughs> wow, I mean, is that is this how much you guys hated Gerrard? Did you guys hate Gerrard this much? And the Villa fans couldn't stand Gerrard. I mean, already they were just they wanted him gone. I think it was inevitable he was gonna get sacked because the way he was, the writing was on the wall, the fans were tired of him, the style of play. And um, so another thing that sort of this, this sort of um, backs up my point. If the media hypes up a manager, it's not really a barometer the manager is gonna be so, like a new manager, it's more often than not, if they hype up the manager, it doesn't mean anything. You just have to watch. And their hype means nothing. And with the way Gerard is being hyped, I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but the way he was hyped, you know, like this and this and this and that. Well, the Liverpool fans were saying he's going to be the successor to club. Well, looking at the way things are going or have gone, I don't, I don't really believe so. <laughs> but, but listen, being sacked from his job doesn't mean that he's, it's the end. Though I think he can just, just go out and join board. So if he gets sacked, another job opening opportunity comes up, he might get because his, his pedigree as a manager, as his pedigree is enough to get him into the doors of many clubs. So even if it's a championship club, even if it's a mid-table side. You might not get a meetable side again because Villa, um, I think Villa, but if you look around all that, all that league teams, they don't really have that manager. Um, they look quite stable to the manager. Maybe, maybe something might come in the future, but I don't really see Gerard as a manager that might take up some jobs to those positions. I don't see him as a Leicester. I don't see him. Leicester might be possible though, but I don't really see it happening. Even Rogers, I don't know if he's gonna get sacked. But even if Rogers gets sacked, I don't see it being Gerard. It, it might be though, because Leicester might want to make that take that risk. But looking at the way he performed at Villa, I don't really know if that is gonna be the case. But I mean, it might be. But being sacked doesn't really mean it's over. Though. He might just go back and go work on himself and come back and get maybe a good job later. 
So we'll do our next game. That was the second 4-0 victory over the weekend. Now the next game here is um Wo- sorry, Salam says Leicester Arsenal. Now Arsenal dropping points. I wasn't really surprised that Arsenal dropped points. Because um from because Arsenal so far they've shown that they are not really as um good as they are away from home. As at home, as good as, as good at home as they are away from home. So, sorry. I mean looking at their away record. And it's it's not they're not really as dominant as good as they are, you know, away. They're not as good as let me, let me say this again. They are not as good at home as they are away. That's much better. I think if you come down the video, you see better. And looking at how so far all their games have been, most of their games have been at home. They've had so I, I don't think that was enough. And from the small sample size I had seen, maybe aside the Brentford game away, you know, but as some of I've seen, I've, like, I don't really know if these guys are away from home. If they are good. And the last two games I've shown it, this game and the game against Leeds. I mean, the game against Southampton. I mean, it was all Southampton, almost all Southampton. I mean, Arsenal had this very side. His first 20 minutes, they scored. And it's like a pattern for them. They score this first 20 minutes and then they try and manage the game. It's a pattern that they use. First 20 minutes, they did it against Palace. Score the first 20 minutes. They try and manage the game and then try and get a second and then they kill it against their strategy. But more often than not, what if it doesn't work? Like the game against Leeds. They scored first, I think in the first half, and then tried to manage the game. But they couldn't because Leeds already really went at them. And similar to something, if you're away from home and you have the fans going at you really, really on top of you, it's going to be very difficult. Southampton did well by doing that. So the last two games have shown that Arsenal away from home is going to be a problem for them. And it's usually going to be that maybe they're tired out. Maybe the Europa League, in mid, the mid Europa League um, um, thing sort of caught up with them. Or is catching up with them. Maybe it, that is it. But I don't know if that is the case. I don't know if that's the case. But it looks like it. It looks like it at the moment. Oh yeah, that's my choice on that one. And the next game was Leeds was Fulham. Fulham winning this one 3-2. Which... Leeds, I mean, the way they played last week, and you, I would expect that the way they play and the way they clobbered Arsenal, right? I would expect that maybe um, f- playing against Fulham, they'll be able to get points. It's disappointing that because if you're able to give a big side that kind of that you give a big side a game, surely, I mean, most of these teams, when they go into these matches against the bigger big teams, they don't expect to pick up points from these games. You know why they don't expect to pick up points? Because on paper, they expect to lose. Now, anything they get is. Um, Excuse me. Anything they get is, is like a bonus. It's what they see as a bonus. Anything they get. But in this game, it wasn't the case. They came against Fulham. I mean, I expected them to win, and they just couldn't. They had to just win. Surely at home, looking at how they played last week, they had, to, they had to win, but they didn't. And Somerville ended up scoring a much difficult goal than the one he scored against, like the one he missed against Arsenal last week, which is very surprising, or fairly more difficult if that's what they were to use. And then, I'll talk about the sports lastly because that one, I have a lot of thoughts to just pour out on that one. And West Ham versus Bournemouth is going to happen today. So, let's talk about the sports versus Newcastle game. Um, it's a first home loss all season. And I'm going to talk about it from different angles. So, I'll talk about it from the ownership, the management, which is the, um, the manager, Conte, the players, and the fans, right? So, four players. So, I'll start with these four layers, right? We're going to start with the ownership. Do we start about the ownership last? Let's start with, let's start with the ownership. Oh, no, no. Let's start with the let's start with the team. Let's start with, with, the, with the team. Let's start with the manager. I'm confused a bit. Okay, yes. Let's start with the manager. Let's start with the manager. Antonio Conte. Um, he joined last 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 November. If I remember correctly, my memory serves me right. Started, he joined last November. Um, Spurs didn't really. You had that early new manager bounce. You know that short bounce. Then when Spurs had had they had that bounce. 
things started cooling a bit and then sports started having those issues again right those issues started coming even then the issues were still there we're seeing them we're like listen i don't think it's a manager issue i don't really care about manager and all that january comes along sports signed two players and then february they were able to gather some momentum and then took over and eventually led to a top six finish right top four finish which is cool at the time even if you're listening to my episodes in mean, that time if anybody asked me are you gonna finish top four hell no i just i said no I, even even when it looked like sports were getting close to doing it i was like i don't think of niche top four because i looked at the team i was like i don't believe that this team is good enough to do that and even at the time even last even at the time when he was like, i don't think he can just give this guy time just ignore ignore the noise and give this guy time there's no way in hell you would expect this to happen when the conference league when he joined last year when the conference league when he joined last year I think we finished were ninth at the time, sort of a ninth position at the time in the conference league. You know, the football was atrocious, it was awful. And then fast forward to um, this in May, everybody saying, "Oh, top four finish." And I think I don't know if I have the feeling that that top four finish is sort of making these people to over, making a lot of the fans to overrate this team. I really think that's the case. I think they are really overrating this team. And they will say, "Oh, about Kane and Son." Yes, but after Kane and Son, what else? I mean, if you have the same defense, the same pers- the personnel, if you have that same personnel, and people say they made signings, yes, they made signings in the summer. If the summer was that good and the signings were made, why do we have Damison Sanchez, Eric Dyer, and Emerson Royale? Emerson Royale, right? Three out of the back five, or, or let, let me know the back five, right? Two out of the back three was Dyer and and um, sanchez these are players that everybody was like i think they should be sold right i mean do you genuinely think that if they was better you think the conte wouldn't play them i mean yes maybe conte deserves some criticism for the for the selections right but listen i know i know the master royal started that day yeah, on that day clearly it was awful because i mean there, there was there was it was and the thing is you know what to expect when you see him and, and this is where i probably criticize conte i was like listen i think you know if you keep making selections selections you make they are your own undoing and even if when you find out that i think royal sorry romero and um ben and um Hoybe had had a bit of injury had injuries and that's why they were out so i understand now that makes a lot of sense so he had he had no trouble to play sanchez so you're going to blame him for sanchez are you really going to blame? i remember very well majority of this fan base we're parroting that that annoying start that Sanchez has gone nine hours that considering a goal. I was like, and I even when I even said, I always said that the reason why he is he has considered he has not considered goals because not because he is a good defender, it's because the opponent just ain't good enough. They are not capitalizing enough. That's why he's very lucky. It's not like it's, I always talked about it and everybody was like, oh, I'm like, okay, it's okay. I raised my hand and I stopped. And then everybody begins to see. And thank God that start is no longer there for them to just constantly beat beat us over the head with. <laughs> but yeah. So now, if you have that, now Eric Dyer is the center back in center. Now, yeah, I can criticize Conte for this is you know persisting with him, but then again, if you persist with him, who are you gonna play there next? It's just this, right? Dyer is is bad, but it's not as if you put so who are you gonna put there? You only have two competent center backs. Okay, fine. Maybe you might going forward, you might say, okay, I would prefer Longley there, and then you put Davis, who is much much better than at least manageable, and then Romero right as a back three. That could be a lot much better in my opinion, right? And maybe that's where you could say okay, Conte deserves some criticism 
for selecting this guy. And then Sessegnon, right? Left wing back. A lot of fans have said this guy isn't good. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was more on the fence with Sessegnon, right? I was more on the fence with the guy. But at this theory, I'm, like, I'm tipping towards the... I don't think he's good enough. And a lot of fans and they always get shouted down. Like, oh, you know, now eventually everybody has seen with their eyes that maybe he isn't, right? And the right wing back, I don't think we start on Real, right? This year we'll criticize Conte. You see, select the guy. You know what's going to. You know what is going to happen. You know what's going to bring. You select the guy, and then they say Jet Spence. Jet Spence is probably the one that should be starting instead. But even if we talk about Jet Spence, how are we sure that? How are we sure? Listen, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. How are we sure? Because one day watches him in training every day. How are we sure that you know he's up to par? Because remember, he came on against Manchester United, and he didn't really do a lot. He didn't get into positions, good positions, and But then again, it was just the last few minutes. He could start a game. What if he ends up starting a game and then he gets better? What if he started that game and he gets, he's better? Because offensively, because there's one pass I saw, right? That was played into Royals. Royal made a run into this part. Again, I've talked about this before. His first touch is always he's a defender. There's no listen, he's just accepting for who he is, who he is, right? He's not a right wing back, he's not an offensive player. He's a defender first. The way he controls the ball already lets you know, gives him away, right? He was making a run into this box and then the way he controls the ball rather than that first touch to move him forward again i've said this multiple times he takes the touch he comes back a, an offensive chance that would have created a chance to go throw the two goals down and then of course in the first half that would have led to a goal so almost ended up giving away an own goal they end up passing the ball back this is what i'm talking about no reason nobody's secret responsibility at that situation they got everybody they're just passing can somebody just shoot this ball at least get a corner or, or a block or something nobody is shooting the ball and that's my that's the issue here okay now um talk about the midfield midfield on the day it was um skip obviously it had to be skip it was skip um bisuma and bentanko and bisuma didn't really play well um skip actually played well um then ken actually played well obviously ken scored the the consolation goal and son was missing chances he had chances to score they didn't really take them then Lucas will go to the other end and via a mistake and another howler again from Lugo Loris. And this is the thing again with this fan base. You know, everybody and I remember for as long as I can remember, I remember fans consistently saying this guy isn't it, right? It's time to move on, time to select a new goalkeeper, time to move on. And fans would say, Oh no, 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 you know, um, let's give him more time. Da, 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 da. And all we would take with Loris to have maybe one good game and then Everybody would say Lawrence had a good game today, and everybody also everybody forget whoever tries to bring up these moments because Lawrence's issues is the kicking. Over time, you know, there's this we call it the bozo gene, right? <laughs> bozo gene. The bozo gene <laughs> is in most goalkeepers, in many goalkeepers. Some they suppress it so well. It was suppressed so much. Now the thing with Lawrence, they was come them, but the one is getting too frequent with Lawrence. It's time for sports to get a goalkeeper. Left for me, I think January. Sports should get a goalkeeper. I think the goalkeeper in general is an option, it's a priority for sports. And even I, I spoke, I saw it yesterday. Somebody told me, Oh no, wait till the end of the season. I was like, Are you serious? This is an emergency. How many times is it going to cost you before you open your eyes and say, Okay, maybe it's time to get a new goalkeeper? Because it's the way it is going, you just will not, because you just can't tell. Now that happens. Mind you, proud that Dyer almost gave away and gave away a goal. Almost the, the nonchalance in the way they played, you know, in the way he played in that back was. And I've had this story for a long time, and I don't know, I've said it before. As long as it's Sanchez playing there, as long as it's Romero playing as the right side of the centre back, Dyer looks better. 
and listen this doesn't mean that there is a good player it just means that a lot of his deficiencies are being covered up by Romero now if Sanchez plays there he's a design he's already a calamitous defender he's already a disaster now couple that with Dyer being calamitous it's already very bad there's no way in hell it's gonna be good that gives it, and it's no surprise that his worst games always happen when Sanchez is playing <laughs> not, not like that is a good center back in the first place but it's just obvious that Romero was the one covering up for the guy and the point is when it, before the game started whenever I saw the lineup most of you be honest with yourself most fans actually said they're going to lose most fans most sports fans actually said this that they are going to lose this game most fans already made, mentally accepted it that yes they're going to lose this game they're not good enough I don't think they're good enough I think they're going to lose this game most fans mentally accepted it so I want to ask a question, a question. so why is, everybody, why is everybody surprised that they lost you know because when we look at the backs, the back line, the Bozo gene was just too strong. <laughs> it's no surprise that the two goals were just calamitous. Amiron and uh, Callum Wilson scoring, scoring the goals, goals. And Newcastle, Newcastle didn't really have to play exceptionally well or anything. It was just a capitulation on Spurs' part, and that's what makes it even funnier. But the 3-5-2, I can't, again, and now on Conte, right? Con- back to Conte's talking about Conte. Conte didn't really have a choice. If I'm being honest with you, right? Romero, sorry, Rui, Hoybier injured. Um, Romero injured. Um, his two main attackers, his two other options, right? Um, Skulusevski and Richarlison, both out, injured, right? They're both injured. So even if you want to talk about, now I don't just want to talk about Conte not changing things yesterday. Um, who are you going to bring on? Most of you already concluded that Mora isn't a good, good player. Most of you already concluded that Mora isn't good enough. So if you can remember it's not good enough and Brian Hill isn't ready, so what makes you think that you expect them to come in and change the game? Which they came on later and then you know, obviously the game didn't really change as much as you, you came Mora came on and the game didn't change as much as you most of you are saying. So it should change change things to what? You score look at the squad. Look at the team. Just look at the team. Will you tell yourself the truth? And again, this is too, since 2019, this has been a pattern. I, I don't know if I've said this before, I'll probably say it again now, anyways. It's been a pattern. How many managers are you gonna sack? And the fact that most fans are actually saying that Conte should be sacked, it's mind-boggling. Since 2019, you sacked. Since 2019, you've gone through four managers, right? Which is Prochettino, Mourinho, Nuno, and now Conte. These four. You're gonna be calling for the sack or the fifth one or the fourth one to get a fifth one, and they're calling for Pochettino to come back. Why should Pochettino come back? Why? Personally, I don't want no back. I don't want Pochettino to come back. There's no way they still attractive football. Well, it's in nostalgia vibes in my opinion. Because if you look at the squad, it is still the same revamp that has to happen. It's still the same nostalgia. It's I, I believe that it's all nostalgia from these fans. You know, he comes and look at the thing. When you something is not a, it's not a rough part, it's a pattern. Every manager has come in, they have some good spells, and then there's always this this period always happens. It's a yearly thing. So, at what point will you guys accept that, okay, maybe it's just not the manager. Maybe it's time to really point the fingers at the board, at the ownership. Because, and, and what they do, they won't do it. And look at this, is what happened this past summer. A lot of people giving the window 8 over 10. I was like, this is a 5.5 over 10 window. It's not, it's a 5.5 over 10 at best. Not even a 6. Not, it was a 6 at first, but I, I, I downgraded it to 5.5. I was like, there's no way in hell this is a good window. The priorities were not really met. No matter how you want to sugarcoat it, it very met. Oh, Conte spent X amount of money. Well, he spent X amount of money in the summer. But you're ignoring the fact that Spurs are three to four years overdue a proper spend. And they haven't spent it. I'll give you an example. If you have a drainage system in your house, right? Maybe your pipes in your, your drainage, right? 
your pipes in your, your sink, your kitchen sink or whatever. If recommended that you do a yearly, no, a, a, a two-year maintenance, every two years, um, you do a maintenance by biannually, I think it's biannually or, or dually. Anyway, two-year maintenance, right? Every two years you do maintenance. If you do maintenance this, two, this year, if you don't do a maintenance the next year, the next two years, the other year, the, what am I saying? Let me make it one because I don't. Let me not just complicate everything. So let's say you're doing yearly uh, maintenance on your kitchen sink, right? You do this one this year. The next, if you miss it the next year, doesn't now the, the damage might not show immediately, but you know, but um, you've you've missed out. You're supposed to do maintenance, but you didn't do the maintenance. The next year you didn't do, you do maintenance. So let's say you are three years. You didn't do maintenance for three years. This is three windows I'm talking about. This is the 18 month window that spot 18 months that spots didn't sign anybody, which is three windows from uh, yeah. If you don't do that for three years, well, it's going to show because even if you finally okay, fine, let's do maintenance. You're going now you are two, three years behind. You want to do a maintenance. Now you're maintaining your your, your sink like you are main, like you've maintained the previous year. Rather, you're supposed to do a proper maintenance to cover for the three years, three year maintenance you didn't do. Right now you are not happy, but rather than doing that maintenance for three years, you are doing just one, thinking oh it's gonna be fine. And this is why I have an issue with people worrying about figures. I don't care about how much is spent in the summer. I don't care about how much is who is bored. I care about the issues being fixed on the team. It's fact that sports spent. You say Conte has spent 250 million. Well, Conte has spent 250 million so far. So what? Does as I fix the squad? No, it's just a proof that maybe the the, the proof inflation. Multiple factors have happened and why it has, it has caused them, um, affected the prices, affected the market of players. So it's not even, and that's why I find it amusing when I hear fans want to talk about f- how much has been spent. And the lot of you allow yourself to be falling to fall into this trick with the media. The media plays this trick where they just mention the figures. Nobody's talking about it. And this is why I even, there's some debates I just don't bother having. So we're talking about, and and I found it, I found it so dishonest when they did with Mourinho too. Like, it's not, it's dishonest too with Mourinho. You're trying to, you're trying to, because you care about clicks and narratives, you care more about that and trying to, uh, and you 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 paint a story without talking about the con- without putting the context into it. Sports still need a revamp. I mean, if you still have if you still have Dyer, Sanchez, Tanganga with you, Royal, if you still have this, and that's too much. Every successful side hasn't had or always had good players. I get it. Everybody's not a good player in the side. There's always the one or two odd ones. There was West Brown at Manchester United. There was John O'Shea at Manchester United. There was Henderson at Liverpool. When Liverpool, there was at Man City. There was um, Michael Richards at one point. Even though we had the odd you know, year, he was good. And so, um, I'm trying to remember how Man City's recent, this most recent Man City team that you know who's on their bench that wasn't as there was Fabian Delph. Yes, Fabian Delph. Right, they are not at that top, but they are just there. They are average, but they can put in one or two good performances once in a while. They can put in a good performance once in a while. They can put in a good performance once in a while. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm at that point. So when you look at the way, when you look at these things, when you and find these players, they are not much in those kind of teams. They are just one or two, two or three max. I would say I think three is even too much. One or two, maybe two. Two is being generous. They are not much. So 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 that if you put them in the system, their 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 bozo gene will not be so too strong that it will it will um. When everything, the rest players can cover for them. They can get away with their bozoness. If that's, <laughs> if that's reality. At sports, there's too many of them. Especially in the critical position, critical area of the pitch, the defense. The critical area of the pitch is defense. And sports have too many of them there. 
if I, a lot of the fans who are even turning on content now, I ask if I ask the question, let's get a new goalkeeper in, in the summer. All of them was let's get a new goalkeeper in, in January. They'll say, oh no no no, we don't get a new goalkeeper. Let's um let's let's play the way we are. No new goalkeeper, no need. Da, da, da. Let's get in the summer. But you are seeing that Loris is doing. Oh, somebody was saying that. Oh, Loris has always been playing well. One bad game. I'm like one bad game. Are you serious? One bad game. I know how many games I've seen that. that everybody knows this about Loris. And, and I'm tired of people saying waiting the end of the summer. Well, it's no. I think Spurs should January they should move. January they should move. Our this is just me wishful thinking, wishful thinking, wishful thinking, right? Just with wishful thinking. I don't mind in normal circumstances. Spurs should be ready. And if you look at Newcastle, I think new, I like the fact that Newcastle have shattered every possible excuse. Any of the Levy um, and Inic Inas, Inic fans and whatever the whatever they are, every of them, the. the I, Every night they can use to hold has been shattered. Oh, you need three windows. Well, you don't. Um, you need, you need, you don't. It's gonna take time. Well, uh, no. It's gonna take multiple windows and one window. Nope, I don't agree. Because um, January, it can't be done in January. Nope, all wrong. I'll give you why. Newcastle had their takeover last year. This is September, October. Only two. The takeover was last year. Um, January, even though they had some poor form here and there, in January. January of um, 20 January of this year was when they went in. In January, I praise their recruitment in January. They brought in Dan Byrne, brought in um Trippier, right? Brought in um who else again? They brought in players, they brought in players, they brought in wood. Their aim was to stay up. That was their aim. At that point in time, their aim was to stay up. This summer, they went in to the market to ensure they get players to, to go one step further. Now it's okay, now we stayed up, let's push for European sports. Which is what their recommendation has shown, right? Obviously, they brought Gimaresh in January also, right? So, they stayed up. This summer, all they brought, they brought in a striker, Isak, Alexander Isak, brought in a centre-back, Sven Botman, um, brought in goalkeepers, uh, Nick Pope, goalkeeper Nick Pope. This is in addition to, they already have a good midfield, they already have Gimaresh and Joel Linton in the middle already, who had a really good partnership already, who already have a good partnership, right? So, they brought in these guys into their team, They've improved already. This is in two windows. So the excuses that any person is going to use that it can't be done anymore. It's rubbish. Newcastle were a religion threatening side like last year. How come now they look good? Well, recruitment. I'm sorry. I'm, people want to talk about oh um, Newcastle players by 11. They are no better. Than, um, they are no better than well. Well, um, Sven Botman is better than Eric Dyer. That's for sure. As it stands, Dan Burn is better than Eric Dyer. So I don't understand Dan Burn. Um, Sven Botman, they are better than Diane Sanchez. Is it the right back? Well, Trippier is better than um, Royale. So, what exactly is the excuse you are going to? Gimaresh would easily start. Gimaresh is better than, than, than uh, this guy. So, I don't even understand why you are even trying to deceive yourself that sports are world beaters at the moment. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that um, um, obviously the team is bad or anything, but I mean, no, the team is bad. I'm, uh, how will I say it? It's it's just um, when you watch when you watch sports and you watch Newcastle, I just like how it has shattered every possible um, narrative that they would they would they could use they could use as an excuse for why sports cannot go in January and be ambitious. If it's side who were just a year ago favorites for relegation, in two windows they've turned themselves into European sport to, into challengers for European sports in just two windows. Well, that tells you that yes, it is possible it can be done. And for a club like Spurs, you know, and what what irks me so much is this. And the funny thing is this, right? Newcastle have not really touched their wealth yet. They've not really touched, dabbled into their wealth. With Spurs also, what irks me so much is this, right? 
Xbox can spend drop 400 million in one window and nobody will bat, nobody will even knock their door. And that's why it annoys me because it won't take that much to solve all of sports' problem in one window. In fact, if you put go into the window and take 400 million, just drop it, and that squad will be fixed. It will be like you want to, you know, those Disney cartoons where you know one um, magic wand and everything just starts shining immediately. The entire house starts shining. That is exactly what would happen with is you drop that amount of money once i mean obviously you might spend a lot of it but that's that's my case that's my point and back and again i'm talking about talk about this also um the fans who always who are blaming conte they've not i will say it again they haven't learned rather than pointing your hand at the right the right persons or the wrong persons with right persons rather <clears throat> the right persons with the wrong things rather than pointing your hand at those people you're pointing at the manager again you're calling for push to be to return well um Pochettino, if I'm being honest with you, I would say this, but you know at sport at the time, it was like um right place, right time. It struck at the right time. What are the chances of that kind of thing happening again? Pretino came into sports, he met Danny Rose, he met Kyle Walker, he met Jan Ventongen, he met Dembele, he met um so he met these guys, he met Loris, he met these guys already, right? So most of the work was done. What he had to do, he met Kane also, right? He met Kane. So Pretino didn't really have to go out and sign a striker. He didn't go out to have to sign this and sign a top striker. He didn't have to go out to do that. He didn't have to go out to say he won't sign a right back or a left back or a centre back. So he didn't have to go out to sign his own. At the very was signed eventually though. Um that was I think that was a steal. That was very luck. That was luck on Sports' side. The middle was already there, right? Um, so Sports didn't really have to go out there and then, so the chances of that particular situation happening and a lot of things was down with recruitment. A lot of this, the chance of that particular thing happening again is very 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 low when people get into your team score he went to legon he went to legon didn't really do as well as he should with the, with the resources at his disposal didn't do as well as he should and that's why i'm i'm, I'm finding it amazing amusing I'm, I'm amused as to why everybody wants this wants him back you know it's not maybe in the future maybe somewhere but not at this time and looking at and obviously it's going to allow the, the ownership to to um go out spend money it's going to allow the ownership to it's cheaper for them to do it i mean why just get him in get a sh- short managerial bounce after getting that bounce then everything goes and you start complaining and you cover manager to be sacked again the manager gets sacked oh and your cycle continues at what point will you guys even stop and wake up and smell the coffee and just tell yourselves the freaking truth that maybe it's not the manager anymore it's yeah maybe the content has some criticism of yes but in general it is not his fault okay are you going to tell me that if you told Conte that Conte we're going to spend x amount of money on the right wing but want to go out there and get you think he will still be real you think he will still do that okay i mean come on man don't even don't even tell me that okay don't even don't even freaking tell me that but that's just that's my my take on the one so far i so the way this is and also another thing is this i think a lot of fans need to lower their expectations i think they should you know, last year the position was so low. I think Conte just raised the position so well because they finished in top four and they were able to they were able to make that bad team look good. A lot of you raised your expectations. I think you have to measure, manage it, and well, be prepared because this team, it's what you see is we expect to get more. And also those wins we're getting, those wins, those best start to a season, da 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 da. I suppose we're getting. It was more of a fluke thing than it, I won't say it's more of a fluke. I won't say fluke. Obviously they were. They were good. I, listen, I praised them at the time, and obviously, a lot of the performances were actually very, very, were quite good. In the sense, from a defensive standpoint, they were good because well, they were not getting a lot. Opponents were not getting a lot of um, high-profile chances against sports and high, high um, quality chances against sports. But the issue I'm having so far is, you know, 
What about this? I one I always had in my mind was, you know, what did they score first? Even the Leicester game, they were able to play well even after not scoring. Even after they were able to come back in that kind of game against Leicester. But talk about other games like what did they what did they score first? And even the game against Everton last week, I was like, if Everton had scored first, I mean, you worry because you don't know if they were able to come back in the game. And like it happened, it just just proved that when they, they couldn't they couldn't come back. But yeah, that's that's. I, I don't know what to say anymore. I, I, my decisions are already, my decisions are properly managed. I don't really, I'm not really f- worried that much again. I just don't. I'm just at that point where I'm not. I don't really care as much. You know, it's like it's managed now. Like oh yeah, I mean, I, I think I blame myself for sort of expecting a bit more when I rated the window five point five over ten. I, I sort of blame myself for expecting a bit more when, in my opinion, I think I should. I should have just gone with that expectation for the season. <laughs> Sports fans, I think a lot of them, a lot of them are, are, are not opening their eyes and saying this is the truth. I think they need to really wait, open their eyes and say, listen, I think, you know, maybe it's time to to um, tell us the truth. And, and also, another thing again, the Glazers, my United fans, for looking at how much they spent in the summer, Casemiro, um, 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 Anthony, right? The amount of money they spent on those two alone. If Spurs had gone out and spent that money in, on top of what they already spent, do you think do you think we'll be, we'll be forced to watch Emerson Royal, Dyer, and Sanchez at back in the back, in the center of the back at the back line? Do you think we'll have to watch that? And no, nothing again. We'll, and back to the point of Conte and, and Kulusevski and, and listen, remember, remember very well on the last day I was shouting, if you think, okay, Madison, if you think get Madison, okay, Zaniolo, think of Zaniolo, okay, get Manilowski. None of these three happened, and guess what? Now Zuzewski is out. Royal was, um, Richardson was out. Yesterday, any of the two of them would have come on and at least, you know, change that game a bit, you know, be a bit more offensive and all that. But, you know, it didn't happen. I, I, I honestly don't know what to say anymore. Because at this time, it makes me think that a lot of these fans, they are like adjustable spanner. They just, it's like, um, they, they, they get upset now. But all it takes is one good performance from one player and then everything is forgotten. All sins are forgiven. <laughs> well, it is what it is. I, I'm, I'm tired of. I, I think this this is as much as I can rant. I can rant as much as I want to, but honestly, I don't know what to, I don't know. I don't honestly do not know for for this team anymore. I, I don't know. I'm tired. I'm more tired. <laughs> I'm more tired. I, I think a lot of this is done by the fan base. Then it's enabled by the fan base. A lot of the awful recruitment, the awful behavior, is done by the fan base. Because I remember how many of them cheered on the window and all that. Another thing again. So making the point before I was distracted a bit. Um, the Glazers, right? Look at the Chelsea United fans. My United fans have spent so much, but their fans are still like Glazers out, right? Um, if if look at Liverpool fans, they're protesting FSG, Liverpool, their ownership already. But look at sports fans. You see how people were like saying, "Oh, you need um, ownership, oh, staying." Da, da, da. Like at what point would you open your eyes and just say, "Is it like?" Listen, I I think I, I've said it before. I said I think the club has overgrown. What um the way the way this being run, I think this has overgrown it. But you know, a lot of fans are like nah. And look at Mike Ashley at Newcastle. Right? I think he spent more than Spurs. This is somebody who's a who's a boss on that. I I think in one window he spent more than Spurs or so. I, I'm not. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really assessed. I don't. I don't have access to that stat at the moment though. But the way Spurs were spending, it's not out of it's not out of place to, to for that to be true. I read that somewhere that on the tweet that. When Newcastle fans were always like against the guy. So when we sports fans connive and say come together and say and the last time I remember last year when the last time I remember when they combined was on when they called for Nuno to be sacked. That was last year. 
when he finally got Conte. Well, um, listen, in the stadium, they said, oh, yeah, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing, da, da, da. Why didn't, why, why is the energy reduced? Why now? Why is nobody saying leave it out? Why is everybody turning on Conte? It blows my mind. And then, no matter, and what happens? When, he, okay, fine, let's say Conte gets sacked and they bring another manager. You have this manager bounce. This is going to happen again. When will you just find, uh, there's one thing I've always said, right? If, if a girl has, a girl in a relationship, right? If, she, if, if um, every of a person she's been in a relationship, every of the, the men she's been in a relationship, all of them keep leaving, keep leaving, keep leaving, keep leaving. They were like, listen, what is wrong? If every man is leaving you after one year, what's happening? And then, you know, maybe you have to check yourself. The problem now with sports fans is, is this situation is they're not willing to check themselves. Rather than holding the right people accountable, because every manager, every manager has left sports, every player has left sports, they're going to win elsewhere. So if that, if that is happening, and has always been happening, at what point would you tell yourself the truth that, okay, maybe it's time to hold your ownership accountable? I don't know what else I could say anymore. And this is my, my, these are my thoughts and my own submission um, for this game. Anyways, a little bit of a good, little bit of good news for me, or personal good news. Um, and Osimhen scored yesterday, and um, <laughs> why it's quite funny, the goal was very good. I mean, he missed the easier one, but this one was much difficult. I mean, it showed a show of strength, pace, and power. Uh, was able to win that. He had no right winning that ball against Smalling, and, and then he had no right scoring from that. Scoring from that angle, good goal. It was decisive one year win. I'm thinking I'm going to be rooting for Napoli to win Serie A. I think, um, and again, Kim Injang, Karaschila. These are two players who have been linked with Spurs in the past. Well, ta-da! Spurs recruitment strike again. <laughs> and another reason why you shouldn't care about the fans. That long. That thing again is the fans on Twitter do not care about them. These are two players who, when Spurs were linked to them, they were like, no way, we can't get on, not these guys. No, 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 they are no, no ambition. Well, I told you. <laughs> told you guys. Well, that's the, but that's what I'm concerned. I think that's what I can say. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say anymore. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> Have a nice weekend. Um, bye. <laughs>